Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am with Brother Bob Niehoff in Minnesota, live and in person, so we don't get to do this very often. Uh, but it is going to be a fun one for you tonight. We're going to change things up a little bit from our weekly stuff. We're just going to give you one this week. It is going to be our DraftKings. Um, but we'll throw in some flavor for the other uh, leagues and stuff that you might be in your championships weeks with. So we'll, we'll definitely get a little bit of that involved for you. Make it all nice and fun. But DraftKings is our primary focus this week. Um, to start, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what we're drinking. And then to end, we have a little treat for you. Something we've never done before. Um, but for those of you that are on those daily fantasy sports sites, I think you'll enjoy it. So why don't we start, Bobby, with what you got in your glass? Um, tonight, oh, where did my can go? I don't even know what I'm drinking right now. Um, I grabbed a winter IPA today uh, when we were out at the liquor store together. Um, this one comes from, I believe, Sierra Nevada. It is their winter IPA. Really easy drinking, even though it's a 7.8% uh, IPA. Um, not too fruity. It's not a hazy IPA like I normally drink, um, but definitely goes down smooth. Uh, so if you are looking for something to just pass those winter nights and get you nice and warm and toast inside, uh, this one definitely gets the job done. It'll do the trick, as they say. Tonight, I am drinking, and it's uh, thanks to my brother, I am drinking a local bourbon. So how about that? Yeah. Minnesota brews some stuff. I, I've talked about one or two of them on the show before. This one is called Douglas and Todd, and I will say I've enjoyed it. I've had two glasses, and not just small glasses. These are full to the top. These are full glasses. So you know I'm going to be all over the place tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight up to the top. These are all made in a small batch as well. Yeah. Um, so each one's going to be slightly different from the other. The, um, so that's one thing that's kind of nice about it. Yeah. And the cool thing that I found, uh, in reading a little up a little bit on it is that they do a, they, 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 these are aged for four years at a minimum. Okay. So they age them, the small batches age them four years at a minimum, but they go through all four seasons in Minnesota. So what that means is they basically, they, they, let these things, what is it, a charred oak? I think it is a charred oak cask. Yeah. Uh, and they let them just oak soak barrels, for yeah. basically four years in the Minnesota wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Douglas County and Todd County in Minnesota. So you're going to get the summer months, you're going to get, which are steamy and hot. You're going to get the cold, chilled months in December and November right. and January, like, which is what, what we're dealing with right. now. But Joe came in from uh, down south, and it was about negative 20 degrees. Which was an 80. The, even the pilot said when we got on the plane, he's like, all right, we're going to Minnesota, and it's an 80 degree, 80 degree difference to where we're going. So it was kind of nuts, um, but we did have a good time so far at least. 
Uh, we are also joined by the guy that made this all possible. Way back in the day, the dad, he's he's drinking a little bit of Douglas and Todd with me, but uh, we're having a good time anyway. He might he might hear him throw a comment in here or there. John is out tonight. He still is at dinner, and it's like 10 o'clock where he's at, so good for him. He, he um, got, they those, got a babysitter. Probably, I mean, he tonight. had to have. He got a date got, night. You know, yeah. you got to give the guy a night to do something. So. Exactly. Uh, so it, it's great that we're starting or we're ending the season the same way that we started it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were well, we together show, in Florida. We'll have a show next week, too. We were, we were together in Florida at the very beginning of all this. Here we are ending the season pretty much. Together. All and together. So at least the championship for most fantasy football weeks are yes. this week. When it comes to our DraftKings contest, we will be running through week 18. Um, so keep in touch with us. Keep following along and uh, put together one last team after this week. Uh, yep. We do have a special treat, as Joe said. We're, we are going to run two different contests this week for New Year's. Um, and that and us being very big Viking fans, the Vikings and Packers play this week. So we are doing a single game lineup for that Sunday night game. Um, I, I That should be out by the time that this podcast is released. So please join that for the potential of that extra entry. Um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, it'll be fun nonetheless. All right, why don't we talk a little bit about last week and, and how all this stuff ended up last week. So we'll dive right into our matchup. And uh, we have some valiant efforts this week, but I'm not going to lie, I had a pretty good team. Yeah, Joe, that was not fair. It was, oh, hey, sometimes you just you know show up and do really well. So we had 18 participants. We love you guys joining us. Um, one that I think is new that I hadn't seen yet, Mr. Big Shot 1017. Thank you for joining um, let's see, Kai Kilo, I think you're new as well, and Kino Got It, or Gatti, that one also I believe is new. Uh, Dar Hachel Combs, yeah, I don't know, nice. good luck on that, tried. Um, uh, and Sporticus, that would be a new one as well, he did pretty good. That's a, that's a clever name. It is a good name. They, um, I hope they win so they can get entered Yes. Everybody fell short. I had a total of 209 points. We talk about it all the time. If you get into that 225 to 230 range, you have a pretty good shot. At least a, a, I wouldn't say you're going to have a, like a chance to win it every week, but 220 has won in the millionaire. So you right. get up that high, you have a, you're, you're getting closer to what you might need. Just so everybody knows, that team that I put in the millionaire contest did win me 100 bucks. so I'm not complaining about that. Um, the winner, though, this week just absolutely blew it out on uh, the millionaire 268.5 points that is the most points that i've seen that i remember that's um, amazing i think in any week i don't know that i've ever seen it as high as that that's um, gotta so, be some uh joe burrow and like a double stack with some other cincinnati wide receiver it's almost like you looked at it but anyway it was a guy named b more la3 and that's that's the best way I could put it. Uh, he did have Burrow. He had a full Cincinnati squad. Mm. Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and Higgins with the Mark Andrews comeback. Wow. So building on a team, just like we always talk about, stack. This one had a double stack. I mean, this is one of those examples of he literally hit on everybody. Yeah. He also had uh, Justin Jackson. Well, But we've seen teams before where a guy that won it has had a guy get him seven points and yeah. did not he hit. Got a couple cold guys. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, he also had Justin Jackson for the Chargers. That was a good play. Good good guy to just kind of fit in there. 4,200. That was uh, yeah. fairly cheap. 
Uh, he also hit on a $3,500 player in uh, Braxton Berrios, the wide receiver for the Jets. Uh, he got him 15 points. That's high for the price that he bought him at. Uh, and the last one he had was um, Harris for New England. Got him three rushing touchdowns. That's how he's wow. going to help. Nice. And he even had his the Eagles defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, on top of that, that, that was a defensive touchdown, a couple interceptions, sacks, et cetera. Um, so congratulations to him. So, a solid so for, squad. For those of you in our uh, little contest here, um, right as it stands through this week here, we got, like I said, uh, roughly three total contests left. We got the two this week and conceivably one next week. We might add another one. We just got to kind of look at what that what those numbers uh, stand at. But as we sit, there are only 37 people that have bested us throughout the entirety of the season so far. Um, some of you multiple times. And so there is a good chance if you are able to get above what our best uh, podcaster does here. Um, you, you're gonna have a, a one in thirty, one in forty shot of winning something. That's that, that's pretty nice. Um, we will be running a, a couple of different random um, number generator type things to figure out who's gonna be our champion. Watch us on our Twitter for that when it comes up. We'll be announcing our winners uh, after week 18. So yeah. pay attention to things yeah. there. And we'll let you know, too, next week we'll put together a big show that kind of tells you this is what you have a chance at winning if you do participate. And then we'll do our final show of the fantasy football regular season, at least, uh, in, in telling you who those winners are. And in order to win, you got to listen. And follow us uh, on our social media here. So... As we go into week 17, here we are, championship week, for those of you in, sing- in season-long stuff. Um, but we are going to kind of focus on just highlighting those prime matchups this week. Um, most of you in a championship matchup more than likely have your teams pretty much set. You're, there's a, a low likelihood that you're trying to find someone out on waivers or, or doing any trades, pickups, anything like that. Um, and so we're really just going to focus on highlighting those prime matchups to target for uh, this last uh, couple weeks here. And specifically, obviously, talking here a little bit about uh, DraftKings. So, Bobby, do you have a stack you like yet, or do you want me to start us off? Um, I do have a stack that I like. And this is a stack that's just been going on and on. It's like the Energizer Bunny, this thing. Um, so this is a guy that's got at least eight catches in each of his last four games that he's played. Um, and really, if you look at it, it's actually eight catches in each of the last six games that he's played. Double-digit uh, targets in almost every game this season. That's Jalen Waddell. It, it's an amazing sack, especially against this Tennessee defense, uh, which tends to, uh, every other couple weeks here, giving up a couple touchdowns. I'm actually stacking them with Tua. Um, they're at Tennessee this week. Tua's numbers have been low. Uh, he haven't got over 20 points since like week seven against Atlanta, but he hasn't uh, really had the opportunity like he does this week here against Tennessee. Um, I see the way that they're going to be able to exploit and do anything is through the air. I, I talked about it last week a little bit in terms of how good Tennessee's rushing defense is. Uh, not that Miami really has a good rushing offense to begin with anyways, but this is where I see them being able to move the ball is 
in the air. So that Tua Waddle uh, connection, it is a, a cheap uh, stack. You're spending, I think, 12500 on that stack. Um, and so I tend to go a little bit cheaper when I can at that so that I can hit up some of those uh, higher price players in the rest of my lineup. There's the Baru for the Viking call. You want to do it again, Dad? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, grabs the he, he, he somehow finds something in this house and does that. Uh, my stack this week is going to come from what I think is the highest scoring game of the week. We talk about this a lot. I'm trying to find a game, maybe pick some players and, and make that all happen. Um, it could go a lot of different ways, but I'm going to go with this stack uh, primarily because I think that they really, both teams need a win. And I think they're both going to be pressing, and I think they both are going to do what they can to kind of get into uh, where they need to be. So my stack, and honestly, I think you go on either side of the ball here and be happy. The game is Arizona-Dallas. That is not where I thought you were going. No? No. Um, Arizona-Dallas. Um, so this is the game, and I like both sides. So I like Kyler Murray in Arizona and then Dak Prescott in Dallas. The one that I have a preference towards is only because you don't have to worry uh, about price. Okay, so if you go with Kyler Murray, he's 7300 That's not terribly expensive for him uh, and really not terribly expensive for a quarterback. Um, but Christian Kirk is only 5800 That's a good price for him. We're on the Dallas mm -hmm. side. Got a little bit more money you got to spend to get up to – uh, either uh, Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb. Um, so I like Christian Kirk. I also like Zach Ertz as a potential double stack. Yeah. Um, so this is a stack that I like. Here, let me tell you quick on why Christian Kirk. Um, since uh, our boy Hopkins has been out, Christian Kirk has gotten nine catches on 12 targets, 94 yards and a touchdown, seven Catches on nine targets for 48 yards. Didn't get in the end zone against Indianapolis last week. Um, but if you're looking at pure price, they're going to have 5,800. Let's call that six. You need 18 points. So you're getting the target share you need and really should be able to give you a good shot at getting that number. Especially, you got to think of where Diggs is on the other side. Is he going to be guarding him? Is he going to be on A.J. Green? Is he going to be following around with some other guys? He's probably going to be a little bit on Kirk, but he doesn't follow one guy. They kind of play in their zones and what they got, like to do. So uh, I do like that this week. I think Arizona is dying for a win. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Dallas, Two, three, three yeah, Dallas has an outside shot at, at getting a uh, – first round by so they're going to go for the win yeah. very um, outside shot but it's still there yeah well dallas has probably got a better shot than arizona at this point yeah. uh with arizona having lost to dallas or, or sorry to uh, green bay right. and green bay being the team ahead so that's a stack i like but i like a lot of other quarterbacks so why don't we dive into that real quick right. bobby who do you so, like so the game i thought you were referencing there was kansas city cincinnati i almost went with that one and i think that one could be very high scoring as well um it, i believe it has an over or under around 50 if i'm not mistaken um in in vegas and so another high scoring type of a game here kansas city i mean you can't go wrong with patrick mahomes you got a decent matchup against cincinnati you can pair him it's a little bit more of an expensive obviously of a stack there um but going with the word stack putting him with byron pringle um <laughs> could be a, a fun little stack to be able to do and pringle is pretty cheap 
Um, we were he's only forty one hundred this week. Uh, that is actually up eight hundred from last week when he got six catches, seventy five yards, two touchdowns on seven targets. Um, now some of that is just game flow and how things went last week, but I see this as a high scoring affair between uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati. Kansas City wants to keep winning. Keep that first round by that they have. Cincinnati has a chance to be able to put themselves into that mix. Yeah, they do. Um, and they're still trying to just close out that divisional win um, and not really have to worry too much going into those last couple of weeks. If they're not, that last week, I should say, if they're not able to uh, secure their buy, they can maybe utilize week 18 as a pseudo buy kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so either side of the ball there, really, uh, with a, a a multitude of the pass catchers there. Um, you really can't go wrong. Um, and so that's where I thought that you were going to be going. And so just one other area to go into when it comes to picking your quarterbacks, just trying to target those high-scoring games. Yeah, absolutely, especially with quarterbacks. I mean, the game at the end of the day is going to be close or that somebody's going to have to play catch-up. That gives you an idea. Now, another game I like, and I or not game, another player I like – I always like to at least give you guys one cheaper player that could be on that other side of the coin that could do well for you. Quarterbacks especially. If you can find a cheap quarterback, then like they can get – I mean the lowest points a quarterback typically would get in a game, what, 12? If you think about it, I mean just in general, I mean they, they, it's, they could do lower than that I guess in theory, but that's kind of what you're looking at. So one guy to keep an eye on, right? As of right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable. Now, he's questionable with a UCL, like, strain in his thumb. So it's about th- holding on to the football. Uh, he hasn't thrown a ball all week. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance has taken literally every first-team rep in practice. Every one of them. 4,800. He's cheap. 4,800. He is cheap. So I like him, but I do like him if we're talking stacks and you want a cheap-ish stack and you're looking at teams, how to build them out, all that fun stuff – a good stack with him would be either, okay, 4,800. Debo Samuel is 8,700. He ain't cheap, but George Kittle is at a decent price at 61, playing against Houston, who is terrible against tight ends. So that could be a good, fun stack to play with as far as quarterback goes. But on the quarterback side, I will say this week is – a little bit unique for me. Um, you have the whole slate, first of all. So every guy with, you could pretty much play with. With, with Lance, it's nice because you do get that nice floor with his rushing. Yeah. And, and you're more than likely going to get a rushing touchdown out of him. I agree. I agree. But, uh, like I was saying, there's a lot of guys. I was really thinking I liked uh, Allen with Buffalo. But they are in Buffalo, and you never know. I mean, it could be blown yeah, cats and dogs, man. So I think weather plays a part in how I pick my team this week, which is part of the reason why I like Dallas, Arizona, indoors. Right. You don't know, have to worry about weather. Consistent. Um, so I think those things are all – these are all things to pay attention to. If you're watching the game, trying to figure out your team before the game start, like check out weather, man. It's not a bad place to go to just get a good, good idea of what to expect as you're building out your team and your team is ultimately being in there. But Allen I do like if, if the weather is nice. Um, I do like Burrow. Bobby already mentioned him. Uh, and the last guy that I'll mention as somebody that uh, if you're looking for a fairly inexpensive player um, that uh, I think could have a good week just from a pure fact that they need to win is uh, Derek Carr. Playing against Indy, uh, and Indy happens to be a pretty pretty good defense, so it might be a little bit tougher. Um, but there you go. That gives you a little bit of idea of the guys that I'm looking at that I like. Uh, how about running back? Bobby, got anybody that stands out to you? Uh, a couple guys actually that stand out a little bit. 
Um, first ones that I'm looking at is uh, Dave Montgomery. They're playing against the Giants. They're at home. Um, Montgomery, since coming back from his injury, has just stepped right back into that workhorse role. Um, he has double-digit carries every single game throughout the entirety of the season. Um, 21 carries and I believe another seven catches last week. So there's no question as to what he's able to produce or, or the opportunities that are given to him. Um, I just love the ability for him to, to more than outscore that 6,500 uh, triple. So I, we're doing like 20 plus points here. Um, I'm thinking at least out of Montgomery. Um, then looking at another running back, Rashad Penny is one that's kind of come onto the scene in the last couple of weeks here. Again, 10 carries each of the last three, uh, last four weeks, actually 10 or more. Uh, three touchdowns in the last three games and two games over 130 yards on the ground. Um, so he's got a couple of games in that, you know, 22 to 30 point range here. It's just a matter of when those touchdowns are coming. And he has a nice matchup against Detroit and they're at home. Um, so those are two running backs that I will more than likely have on my roster this week that I'm definitely targeting with prime matchups here. Yeah, I like it. Um, two guys that I'm going to uh, just target real quick. Uh, number one, uh, DeAndre Swift. He's back. He's playing. Uh, playing against Seattle. Great matchup for him. Uh, Seattle is at home, uh, so I always have to worry a little bit about that. But again, weather comes into play. That's going to be more of a running game than anything else. He is fully healthy from everything I'm reading. It sounds like he's definitely going to be uh, much more involved uh, and ready to go against uh, Seattle. Another guy, like, it's just impossible not to pick him. Yeah. You know who I'm about to say? Sonny Michelle? No. Oh. See, I see, I, I see Sonny Michelle at 5,800. He, he had, what, 27 carries and another catch um, on the week last week. He has 20-plus touches each of the last four weeks. Um, he's only 5,800, and uh, he is really the only running back there now. Yeah. Because um, Henderson got hurt last week. He's out again this week, and I think for the rest of the year. Um, miraculously, Akers is back on that starting roster. Some of that is um, yeah, we'll just conjecture. Some of that is more so just like, hey, we're going to put you on the starting roster so that you get your uh, tenure kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, Sony Michelle, they're playing against Baltimore. We just saw what um, what Mixon was able to do against Baltimore, and he's getting ample opportunity. If we've learned nothing else, yep. it is opportunity that is king when it comes to running back position. And at 5,800, he's one of the cheaper running backs um at the position here so yeah that is one matchup that i like but who are who are you thinking about jonathan taylor i mean it's impossible not to have the at least a thought to put him on a team he's playing las vegas at home nine thousand though he's don't get me wrong and i didn't say anything about him being cheap right just about the pure production you can expect him listen and the worst week he had last week 13.8 points that's the worst week he's had right okay 26, 28, 20, 56, 27, 37. I mean, you can't you can't it's say just, that's not I it, mean you're talking a floor hard. of 20. Right. It's if you it's can find a way to save money in certain spots, okay? Yeah. You can find a way to save money. That guy comes in play hundred percent of the time. You can grab Jonathan Taylor. hundred yeah. percent. Even and you can even do a team like right now, I'm building one right now with the guys I just mentioned. Lance, Swift, Taylor. Kittle, right? 
you're you got money left. It's not like right. you're out of money on that team. So you got a good chance of making a decent team. Yeah. Uh, now there's other running backs in the slate this week. Anybody you want to mention uh, as far as kind of like those borderline guys for the people that might be in championships that uh, we need to kind of maybe mention? Um, so a couple guys that at least uh, might be available uh, if you're out there. Ronald Jones. Um, he is looking like he'll kind of – they're playing the Jets, the sorry Jets. we got to mention them every, every week, those sorry Jets. Um, but he could be someone that might be bringing you a championship because they're, the Jets are just so bad against the run at least. Um, they're good against the pass. I have to mention that every week. Yeah. Just because they're so bad against the run, that, that that's why. Um, sorry, Jets. We've, all, we've gone the whole season saying the sorry, Jets. We have. I, yeah, that's why good. I had to say it again. Yeah, had um, another one is Devin Singletary. He's kind of taken over that, that role there in A Buffalo. lot more consistent. I mean, right. if you look at it. You 15 know, points each of the last three weeks in, yeah, in a drafting solid. setting. Solid. Um, and, and just getting, you know, 10-plus touches each of the last three weeks as well. Actually, if we go back, um, it's actually uh, 10 or more touches each of the last five weeks. And so he's getting the work, and and that's going to continue. Um, some of the other running backs are just like Moss is a healthy scratch. Yeah. Um, so it's his role, and they're playing against Atlanta. And to your point, they're at home playing. Uh, could be cold, windy, all that kind of stuff. And so a lot more rushing is going to happen in that yep. game. Those are some of those guys that are kind of on that borderline that if you really need to go and grab someone, you can throw them in there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, most teams, like I'm, like if you're in the championship game, you probably have Jonathan Taylor, uh, Austin Eckler. Um, I've been down on Kamara the last couple of weeks, and so if you're lucky, you have Kamara and you're in the championship game. And here's another week where I am not big on Alvin Kamara. He has put up duds each of the last two weeks. He's had one good week since coming back from his injury, and that was against the yeah, well, think about Jets. the Think about the quarterbacks that he's had right. behind him. But, it's not but been that's great. part of it. But Taysom that's Hill's coming it. back, and that, that's that, part of that, the reason why that opens up the running game a it's little up. bit. So he might they be are at home fine. against Carolina, so I'm not super down on him as much as I had been the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. But just something to kind of pay attention to there. Yep. I got a quick mention of two guys. Um, just as a, if you're trying to find a flyer filler, if you're playing a third-place game, a guy got hurt, even if you're playing the championship game, let's say you somehow made it with James Robinson as a flex player for you, right. you're, you're looking for somebody, okay? Right. Two guys that come to mind for me that might be available. Number one, Michael Carter for the Jets. He's probably not. If he is available for you, he's not a bad grab. Uh, he came back after some injuries uh, the week before last. He didn't do that great. But last week, 16 carries, 118 yards, two catches. Playing against Tampa, really difficult run defense, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he is typically that passing down back. Uh, we've seen that if you're going to have any running backs against Tampa, that's a guy you can kind of take a run yeah. with. The other one is the backup that ended up playing 17 carries last week for Ugu Bowale. Ugumbowale. Ugumbowale. Yeah, Bobby said it right the first time, okay? Uh, but anyway, 17 carries last week, 57 yards of touchdown. So not a bad, yeah, not a bad, uh, not a bad option. Wide receivers, Bob, real quick, what you got? Um, so one guy that I really liked actually straight out the gate was Stefan Diggs. Um, I think that this is a it's a prime week for him. Um, and again, like we've already talked about, they are at home, so weather could play a factor. Just kind of pay attention to that. I do have CeeDee Lamb, who we've already kind of touched on with that Arizona Dallas game. 
Um, another one, you just can't go wrong with Cooper Cup. You really can't. They're at home against Baltimore, and we just saw Baltimore get absolutely decimated. They, he's gotten at least 25 points each of the last four weeks. And, I mean, looking at his DraftKings points, only one week since, like, week five that he wasn't over 20. And, like, huh. <laughs> like it, sure. it's just it's money in the bank right yeah. there. Yeah, he's 9,500. He is the most expensive player out there uh, when it comes to wide receivers. But it's hard to say no to that. Um so I, I am spending up a little bit more on wide receivers than I am on anything else this week uh, because we've already talked about some of those cheaper running backs that are available out there. Yeah, I like that. And real quick on wide receivers, I mean, we don't go too in-depth, I don't think, on these guys. But uh, one player that I do like this week that we have not already talked about, and I feel like is a pretty decent price, is De- uh, Devontae Smith. Playing against Washington's defense is 30th against uh, wide receivers overall. Um, so I think he'd at least be a decent option for you. Ooh, we got we got a baby saying, hey, it's okay. Um, the other guy, I'm going to mention him because he really hasn't done a lick of anything. But you never know. Terry McLaurin, super, you know, super easy price for him. He's very much a boomer bust guy, Terry McLaurin. He's either scoring in the top five or just completely – Decimating the entirety of your I'm lineup. thinking of him completely because of ownership. Okay, yeah. nobody is going to pick gonna him. Own him, and this is a bad matchup for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so most people will be off of him, and sometimes that leads to something else. We got a little baby asking for some treats here, so we'll let him hang with us for a minute. We'll see. But no, you don't like Terry McLaurin. We don't like Terry. McLaurin. No, we don't like. No, don't pick Terry. Terry, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I totally understand, Thank you for... I totally understand. We'll dive into tight ends real quick, try to get through this pretty quickly for y'all. George Kittle, I've already mentioned, as somebody I really do like. Uh, We've mentioned Mark Andrews a number of times the last couple weeks. It's hard to deny. I mean, if you had him on your team, you might have made it to the championship because of him. Right. Last three weeks, 31, 38, 29 points. The guy is absolutely on fire. Playing against the Rams, not necessarily a great matchup, not a terrible matchup. Um, but those three guys uh, at the very top, the three guys you'd expect to be at the top at this point in time of the season, um, all of them I think very viable options uh, and somebody that we could consider. On the cheaper side, Bobby, got anybody you like? Well, I want to jump back to a cheap wide receiver real quick, My, uh, Michael Gallup being one of those guys. Um, part of me feels as though they are kind of auditioning Michael Gallup a little bit as – He's in a contract year right now, yeah. um, and so if he's able to kind of show them that he can be a good replacement here for Cooper, uh, they, they could let Cooper's bear contract go and sign Gallup for cheaper and then uh, be able to do something. So I think that he'll get in the end zone this week, and at 4,800, uh, an end zone score plus, you know, a little bit more, you're, you're right in that fire zone there. I'm going to mention um, a cheap guy before you mention him as far as tight end goes. Tight end, uh, Ricky, Ricky Seals-Jones. Seals yeah. yeah, Nothing against Dallas, but nobody did anything against Dallas. But he's playing Philly, one of the worst defenses against tight ends. They get a little bit touch on what is it, every other week or is that to wide receivers? Yeah, pretty much every week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not good. Um, so we're both on the on the same page there. With, he's only 3,300. Um, uh, CJ Zama is another guy. They're playing against Kansas City, who hasn't been great against tight ends this season. Um, 
So that is another possibility of a cheaper guy. That allows you then to uh, grab some of those higher-priced yeah. players that we've been talking about. Final guy I'm going to mention real quick at tight end, Gerald Everett. Playing against Detroit, not necessarily great against tight ends. Um, also Seattle. Uh, he did, there's not a ton of really good options in Seattle at this stage uh, as far as Russell Wilson just not playing. Not, no heart, I guess you could say, for him right now. At least it's what it looked like. Uh, but last couple of weeks, just to give you an idea of why him. He scored a touchdown in two last three games. Actually, three of the last five games, so if you're going back that far. Uh, and if you're looking at it, he's 16-10, 10-14. So he's having a pretty good run last couple of weeks. 4,000 or 4,100. So he doesn't need a ton of points from you in order to be really effective. Um, that gives you an idea of why. Same kind of price range. Uh, Foster Moreau. Um, with it, it sounds as though uh, Waller will be back, but he is just placed on the COVID uh, list. So there's a possibility that he sets out this game as well um, after coming back from or trying to come back from his injury at least. He is only 3,800. Uh, the last two weeks he has 13 and 10 points when he's kind of taken over that role um, and getting, you know, nine and four targets in those in those weeks respectively here. Yeah. Um, so somebody that can kind of fill in there. Also, Hunter Henry is uh, only 4,200. He has nine touchdowns on the season. Um, and so when they get in towards that goal line, he is someone that they're looking at, and they're playing against Jacksonville. Yeah, so absolutely. that's I mean that's enough said right there. Yeah, and we'll dive right, lastly here into some defenses. Uh, it's I always look for a cheap price on defenses, but honestly, this week you got a couple defenses about thirty five hundred that I, I think are great defenses: mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, New Orleans Saints. I probably lean the Saints side. Uh, for me personally, maybe the Bills side. I mean, again, not a bad defense. They they tend to score a decent amount of points yeah. for you. Uh, but those two are kind of at a decent price point, playing in a great matchup, uh, and both of them are at home, which also helps. Uh, maybe even the Bears, 3,200 is not right. a bad option. Bears at well. home against the Giants. Who knows who's playing for the Absolutely. Giants? If it's, Absolutely. If it's from or if it's you know someone else. Or, yeah. or if they maybe grab someone off the uh, – out of the stands yeah. to throw yeah, no, in Yeah, there. they might. I mean, you never know what's going to happen there. So the Bears at home, that defense is one that I like, 3,200. Um, one other one, I'm kind of in that same price range, uh, trying to get something in that 3,000 to 3,200, 3,300. Uh, the L.A. Chargers are playing at home against Denver. Uh, Titans playing against Miami. Um, yeah. Those are at least nicer matchups. Um but I do like the Bears and the Chargers a little bit more than Tennessee, and they're all right in that 3200 3100 price range. Yeah, good. Good. Well, let's do the last treat, huh? Uh, so so we are doing a uh, – I, I titled it the, the New Year's Skull. Okay, I like um, it. Because here we are, New Year's coming up here this weekend, um, and the Vikings play the Packers. So we're going to do a single-game lineup that week. Um and give everyone the opportunity, at least, to try and best us once. And best us. In, Let's in, do it. In a single-game lineup. Um, and so there we have to look at kind of how things typically shape out in these cold weather games. Well, it's, while you're looking that up and getting the weathers and stuff like that statistics for us, I do want to mention something about this. If anybody's ever done the one-game showdowns, um, what I've found is statistically having a skilled player in your in your double or in your captain seat one and a half, yeah, uh, is typically the best. When I say skilled player, I don't mean quarterback. 
I do mean wide receiver or running back. Typically, a wide receiver or running back will have the best statistical game for fantasy purposes when you're looking at that position. So it is okay to spend up there, but that means you have to find some other options that are fairly inexpensive. Now, Bobby, go ahead and dive in and tell us about cold weather games. So cold weather games tend to be lower scoring. They tend to be more run heavy. Um, just looking at a couple individual players. So Kirk Cousins has played in one game in sub-freezing, so 32 degrees or less temperatures. That was back in 2016 when he played for Washington. He threw for 270 yards and a touchdown. That's it. There's not a lot going on there. Um, Aaron Rodgers in his lifetime in single-digit weather. Um, this is shaping up to be single-digit weather, maybe even uh, sub-zero at some points depending on the wind and whatnot. One game, January 5th, 2014 against San Francisco. He had 177 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, again, not a and lot how, What was it, 16 production. total passes in that game, if I remember it, correctly? It, not it like a 10, lot. He was like it 10 was, to 16 for 100 and something yeah. odd yards. So, Vikings-Packers game, um, I mean, they're, they're thinking it'll be about 5 degrees or so when the game starts on Sunday night. Um, and the... Average NFL passing game over the last eight years in single-digit weather or colder. Uh, thank you, Paul Charchian, for grabbing this statistics for me, by the way, um, from Twitter here. Um, but in the last eight years, single-digit weather, the average game, 16 completions. This is, I believe, over the course of the game, not just one side of the ball. Wow. Uh, 16 completions, 160 yards, and 0.3 touchdowns yeah. passing. Yeah, so, so it may be tough not to throw a ball. lot. So, when as we say all of this, we're leaning heavier on running backs, probably being in that uh, that captain role there, just um, more involved. Now, I've done this before. Uh, I did the one with uh, Miami and New Orleans uh, last week, and I won like a hundred bucks in that game, matchup, a ten dollar <laughs> bet or eleven dollar bet, and I had a defense. In my primary one, it was Miami's defense was my my captain seat, and they just I mean they scored a touchdown, had a number of sacks, interceptions, etc. So sometimes defenses can play a good role, but that gives you an idea what to expect. So have you built out a team yet here, Bobby, or should I kind of talk through a little bit of one of uh, mine? I don't know if this is gonna be my team. Same here. One that same here. I did build out a team. Let's uh, hear I, yours got, real I quick. got Dalvin Cook in my captains role Love there. It. I did grab a couple of wide receivers. I got uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Valdez Scantling okay. on the Packers side of the ball. KJ Osborne on the Vikings side with um, with Thielen out this week. Osborne's going to play a little bit of a bigger role. And then I grabbed Crosby and AJ Dillon. I'm I'm very likely going to be changing up my lineup as we go along here, um, and probably involve the defenses a little bit more in my lineup. And get a little bit more running back heavy, more than likely. Yeah. All right, so I changed. Uh, I have a little bit of a different setup and something I'm going to build out as I go here. But I am looking at uh, trying to find the best prices. So Aaron Jones at the price he's at for a captain seat is a really good price. I do have him on my squad. I have both defenses. And then I went with A.J. Dillon thinking he'd be a little bit involved. They like to spread that out as well. Um, I've actually thought about putting A.J. Dillon in the captain seat and then Devontae Adams. And I have money left over, so I can switch this up. I'll have some similar fashion to what you see here. I probably won't have any kickers. Everybody knows kickers don't like, don't like kicking a cold ball. Um, so don't don't put them in these matchups, I would say. Right. 
Uh, but overall, that's the kind of team I, that I, I have. I was going to lead more defenses, running backs, and you know some some shorter passing game players is going to be more involved here. And so I think that is where maybe some tight ends can get a little bit more involved here too. And just going to play with that lineup as we go along. Absolutely. All right, well, I don't think we have much more tonight, and the kids aren't giving us much more time. So yeah. that's going to wrap us up. I, I Hopefully you enjoy it this week. Uh, get ready to get uh, – hopefully those that are in championship games have a good shot. Go get you a championship. We'll talk next week about uh, who we got in the drawings and what we're drawing for. Uh, but we hope you guys all enjoy listening and uh, enjoy playing. So great talking as always. Bye.